about John Kosmarski. This description is simultaneously a manifestation of a goal and history for mankind to some degree. The traditional about the author. John Kosmarski is from Chicago, Illinois, but admires and loves Santa Barbara, California, and has emotional intimacy with Galeen, Michigan. He went to a magnificent elementary school, Chicago City Day School, CCDS, a great high school, Latin School of Chicago, currently graduated Colorado College uh, in Colorado, but mentally is frequently residing in or in touch with California, Costa Rica, Chicago, Michigan, New York, London, and the world. He accomplishes this with a Buddhist monk philosophy and dashing around in shorts and tees in 20 degrees snow. The contemporary about the author. Who is John Kosmarski? Although he frequently performs on our global theater, the stages of life, and sometimes in front of camera, he is not an actor. He is much more a musician, communicating in melodies, but a scientifically centered altruist is the best definition. He is certainly not a student, but rather a life apprentice of interconnected gurus, nature, and the geist of his work, relationships, friends, and family. Intrepid paths, lion-hearted challenges, and daunting victories are often considered heroic. He is not a chivalrous hero of nobility, but his deeds are remarkably daunting and his commitment fearless. While he did slay the dragons, vanquish the demons, and court the damsel, he is not a conventional hero because he became the dragon, transformed the demons, and was rescued by the princess. Because my treasure was not a because his treasure was not a potion of immortality, but a coalescing elixir evoking our immortal spirit, the clearest interpretation of what he is is not a knight, but a superstar, devoid of nobility, but fully nourished by compassionate respect for the energetic confidence of our human soul. So what did John Kosmarski do? John Kosmarski used to be a patient. He used to be a patient who impersonated and blindly rebelled. He used to be a depleted patient infected by the fictitious demons of fear and rage. Fear and rage manifest themselves as the illusions of, respectively, depression and doubt, and resentment and rancor. Subsequent to a reflection of the possession, he witnessed how fear had concealed colors from his existence and the existence of others, tricking us into nebulous tranquility, neglecting our unbridled enthusiasm, subduing our vehemence, and blinded him to his true potentiality. Furthermore, rage then degenerated his quality, admonished his romantic awareness, crippled his capacity to experience profound joy and jubilation, and transformed his debonair savoir-faire into vile and smoldering ferocity. Then he evolved. He used to be a brainwashed impersonator who dabbled in the false sorcery of materialism and concerned about the prison of control. Running from fear, he daily observed his fellow ape looking at black and white characters on a page. He did not know how to read his friends without running from fear. Fear has to do with belief, too much of it, producing anxiety. Our malady was thinking we were a biological machine that had learned to think when in reality we were cognitive spirits that had constructed a body. 
As an attempt to ameliorate his sickness of being frightened by a mediocre, boring relationship, he emulated cookie cutters of successful business leaders. Anthony Robbins, uh, you used to think Brett Costin, well-known politicians, high-performance athletes, Steve Prefontaine, Lance Armstrong, Lance Armstrong uh, Ronald Reagan, and eminent actors, Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, to conceal his vulnerability and fear. He feared anomaly and mimicking the prosperous individuals as a self-mutilating reaction to the dissatisfaction toward his relationship with the world. As perceived as opaque, he erroneously believed there was a single ultimate reality. And this encounter with fear buried his invigorating essence and discombobulated his voice, enervated his vitality, and kept him focused on the mundane needs, but abolished the desires and the dreams of our cellular network of intelligence, co intelligent consciousness. Then he wanted a new friend. He left fear and met rage. Then he evolved. He was a blind rebel who stressed about his, in, his perception of the world, preaching about the chimera of freedom. Cycling rage and hacking ideas over and over in his existence, he wrote with resentment, acted from the stimuli of pain. Rage is about inflexible myopic judgment, too much of it, producing compulsions. After utilizing fear, he became obstructed by rage when he was blinded to see the meaning of an existence and of an experience is the experience. He, his conscience, now embracing anomaly, was ready to change and had already transformed, but his brain, obstinate and opaque, clung to undistilled ultimate reality. Being an impersonator, impersonating patient turned blind rebel, he was preoccupied with castigating the fallacies and limitations he witnessed in everyone except his, his own self. While his own embodiment was steeped and layered with doubt and caked in superficiality, he initiated conversations with great hostility and without questioning. He launched insidious, I launched insidious and rancorously critical judgments without listening and concealed my reaction of equivocating belligerence with a masquerading web of cheerful malaise. My attempt to be a spiritual savior was corroded with hypocrisy as I totally was hounded by incessant anxiety and the paroxysmal, paroxysmal rancor of rage. Befriending rage blinded us to blinded me to the suffocation of our own soul. And we understand that my irascibility towards the world was really enmity toward my own conscience for being so hospitable to fear in the first place. Fear and rage didn't work for me, so I evolved. So what does he do now? He aspires, I aspire to be an intelligent conscience, stoked with compassion and mastery of our being, devoid of an, of an illusion called mistake, present in a delicate body, swimming with synergy and dancing with compassion. He transforms his observational thoughts and his action-oriented writings to speak and live from pleasure and aim to mingle with only those desiring change. He is still interested in, but selected towards change, because he is committed to changing, I'm committed to changing myself through positive self-regard, transparency, and congruency towards others. 
Being a deprogramming psychologist, I am intra intractably in the state of now. <clears throat> right now, he understands, I understand, and has befriended fear. So I use anxiety as excitement to abandon doubt. And I am not timid, nor shy, nor meek. However, I also understand rage. So in befriending it, I can be passionate without belonging to anger. I take responsibility of my anger. He is never, I am never, overtly aggressive, or overly aggressive, belligerent, nor hostile to any being. Because I aim to sustain my cooperation with the powerful energy of our spirit, I honor the compliments and criticisms I receive as blessings. And with this coalescence, I aim to become astonishingly, astonishingly intense, remarkably benign, and authentically connected. We are not resurrected because we never died, and we have no reluctance nor hesitation, but are extremely calculated in our actions. And because we experience no doubt, we listen before we judge. We keep our fascinating curiosity, you see, but I channel it with the belief of invigorating inquisition. Our goal is to perpetuate a state of economically successful compassion, meaning we are efficiently, loving, safe, and am incredibly alive, and, and I am incredibly experiencing a live fun. Remember to practice leading your life in a validated essence. Validate your life. Woohoo!